You're listening to the Farmyard Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Farmyard. It's a movement, have you heard? And our Patreon supporters. Episode 25, Gardening with Children, with host Linda Borgie. Hello, everyone. Linda Borgie here from Farmyard. It's a movement, have you heard? How are you this fine day? It is the beginning of November. And I have landed in Lewis, Delaware. I'm spending some time with my friend Courtney Hale and her children. And this podcast is about gardening with children. And my history really does go way, way back when it comes to gardening with children. First of all, being the oldest of eight, I have lots and lots of nieces and nephews And I could remember every holiday that we could go outside. As soon as the dinner was over, we'd all gather outside, me and the kiddos, and we would investigate and we would plant and we would weed and we would learn. And now my nieces and nephews are engineers and gosh, all different walks of life. And yet, They tell me repeatedly that that time that they spent with me is really what makes them who they are today. And I really think that my connection to that category, to that age group, is really, really deep. Gosh, I would look in the eyes of a five-year-old and say to myself, what what is food going to look like when they're my age? That really has moved me so much in this direction, children as a category. Gardening with children is just a pleasure. It is just a rich joy. Now I'm a grandmother. Now I have grandchildren and my granddaughter I introduced her to gardening when she was 20 months old. It was March, and we went outside, and we planted pansies before her mom came home. And I have a video of the whole thing. But I'm going to tell you, you know, really, she knew what to do. The younger they are, it seems like they're just so much closer to the source. So you don't have to give them an awful lot of instruction. And when I would be gardening with a group of children, I did have gardening with children classes, none of them complained. There really wasn't any fighting or biting or mischief or misbehaving. It seemed like the earth itself was calming the nervous child down. I have an experience to uh, to share with you. I was asked to go and give some classes, I think it was for three weeks, at a school in Rockland County where 100% of the children that were going there were ward of the state. They lived on one side of the road with the sisters, and they went to school on the other side of the road. And a vast majority of these children were emotionally disturbed. Well, 
If your mother and father is the state of New York, let's face it, you'd be disturbed too. So I thought about what would be the richest experience for these children. I knew that it had to be something that grew quickly and something with a scent so that they could use that that nose of theirs. So I uh, chose Narcissus. Now, if you know Narcissus, you either love that scent or you despise that scent. But it grows so quickly. So uh, these children came into the room where I was, and each of them had an assistant with them. Each child took that bulb of the Narcissus, took it in a certain way and planted it in a certain way. There was a sense of respect from the child to the process. And being being a farmer, the the skills that I have, the, the keenest skills that I have is the skills, the skill of observation. And these narcissus grew very quickly and the entire, the entire building was filled with the scent of that flower. It shifted everything. It really did. And then when the spring came, we were able to go outside and I'll never forget this one little boy. We were digging some holes and he said to me, what would happen if I kept digging? I said, well, you would reach China. Well, that young man, he dug a hole, probably the size of himself, the height of himself. It is vitally important that we get our children to touch the earth. It's now proven that the earth gives us an energy, and that energy is called ionization. Mm -hmm. That's why it's really great if in the spring and summer, when you are outside, you don't wear any shoes and socks. And the reason for that is because we have rubber on the bottom of our shoes. And that, in fact, blocks that earth energy from coming into our body. So it's now also been scientifically proven that children that are getting dirty soiled, I I rather refer to it as soiled, because dirt is what you sweep off your kitchen floor and you, you really can't grow anything of that. But children that go outside and get soiled are healthier. They don't get sick as often. I don't understand all of this antibacterial. We're washing our hands. We're, we have wipes. We're, we're sanitizing everything. We're bleaching everything. And in doing so, we really aren't allowing our body to build up any defenses to any of these things that come down the pike. I was never too concerned with my children when they were out rolling around in the mud, especially my son Brandon. And boy, now... Go figure, 32 years old, he is a music teacher in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and he also had a pharma yard in um, in Jersey City as well. So if you teach them young, if you give them these skill sets, they're going to be so much wiser for it. You may be asking yourself, well, 
where do, where do I begin? I'm a busy mom, grandma, father, aunt, uncle. Where can I find the time to garden with my children? Well, you could start right in your own kitchen. If you use any celery as an example, don't throw the bottom of that celery away. Put it in some water. Allow it to get some roots. Stick it in some soil and grow some new celery on a windowsill. Get yourself some pea seeds. Yep, dwarfed gray pea seeds. Get a window box. Put it on a windowsill. Fix, fix, fill it with some nice organic material, some nice beautiful humus. And then have those, have your children plant those pea seeds. A, a pea goes from seed to belly in 10 days. Garlic. Get a four inch pot. Put some soil in it. Put some cloves in it. Hiney down where the roots are. Have them poke the holes and stick that garlic in. And then have them watch that green garlic grow. If you have picky eaters, I guarantee you one thing. If your children grow it, they will eat it. And the times they are changing. And they're changing very quickly. And they're changing right within my own family. Now, my daughter and my son-in-law, who are both very, very busy professionals in the field of education, I would never in a million years think that they would want a garden. So in January, my daughter called me and she said, Ma, you better sit down for this one. I said, what's that? She said, well, Sean came home today with a bunch of organic kale. He loves kale. And he stood in the kitchen and he held that bunch up in the air. And he said to me, we can grow this. Well, you know, I got on that as quick as I could. So come April, I installed their garden. And they got a lot of pleasure from that garden. And my daughter made the announcement that they're going to extend it and make it bigger next year. There's a real thrill involved for an adult, but a real thrill involved for a child to, to, to wrap their hand around the ferny green of a carrot and pull it out of the ground. Just like Bugs Bunny, right? It's thrilling. You know, um, I worked with Abundant Life Seed Foundation for many years, their World Seed Fund, and they were located in Port Townsend in the state of Washington. And I would solicit for donations for money so that we had a fund so when people did not have the money to buy the seed to grow the food. They made requests, and we sent out seed. And there was one particular project in Nandaime, Nicaragua. I remember this so clearly. Father Santiago, he requested seeds, and we sent him seeds of lettuce. And he did notify us that They didn't eat lettuce in Nicaragua, but we sent seed that we had, 
and he gave it to the children. And the children planted the seed. And before you know it, guess what? The village was eating lettuce. So, you know, I I should be called the queen of sinister plans. I do have a sinister plan that through the children, through the children, we could get the adults into better habits. But how do I get to the children? I need you. I need you to show them. I need you to watch them while they are doing this. I want you to see the joy that comes into your family by the growing of some of the food. Now, my granddaughter has, since her 20-month experience with the pansies, has advanced in, in uh, kindergarten, uh, when she came home from school, I set up a farm stand on her front yard and she sold garlic. Now, this is the garlic that I had grown. That was my last crop in 2015. 300 pounds of garlic. And it was so funny. It took me three days before I decided that I really was going to sell it. I was trying to figure out every which way but loose that I didn't have to sell it. But anyway, back to the story. So uh, then after that experience she had, then she planted garlic and then she harvested garlic. Now she was five. Now she's seven going on eight. And we were going through the children's garden not so long ago. And she was lagging behind a little bit. And I turned around and I saw her put something in her pocket. I said, what are you doing over there, Missy? She said, oh, Grandma, I'm collecting seeds. I have this seed in this pocket and this seed in that pocket. Now, let's imagine if all of the children were doing the same thing. We would not be in the mess that we're in today, folks. We would not be in the mess that we're in today. Waldorf education. Waldorf education is a very good example of this as well. I am a biodynamic farmer and Waldorf education is the system developed by Dr. Rudolf Steiner, the same individual that gave us biodynamic agriculture. And in Waldorf education, you have the same teacher from kindergarten through the eighth grade. Wow, does that teacher know that student inside and out, right? The only other teacher that that child will get during that period of time is the gardening teacher. And I had the experience to be a gardening teacher as for a private student, Brody Morales. And what a wonderful experience it is, both for the teacher and for the child. So what do I want to do? I want to encourage you to garden with your children. Garden with your children. Garden with your neighbor's children. Garden with the block of children. 
It's very important for the future of the planet that they have these skills, that they understand how vitally important these skills are, and that they're that much more advanced having them in their back pocket. So there you go, the children of the planet. I want them all to thrive and flourish through the growing of food. So I think this was all brought on because here I am in Courtney and Hale's house with her two beautiful children, and I knew them when they were knee-high to a grasshopper. And now tall and handsome and young and beautiful, you know, and they love me and I love them. And it's all through this earth experience that we had together. So bind yourself with your children through the earth. It's something that you could always fall back on. And it's something that is never ever lost. And let's not forget, scientifically proven, we don't want to be antibacterial. We want the bacteria, but we want the beneficial bacteria that the mother gives us. And that's the earth beneath our feet. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Farmyard Podcast. And I would like to thank our Patreon supporters. Without you, it would be very difficult to function. So please spread the word, everyone. Download and subscribe and go to patreon.com and give us a pledge, just like PBS. All right, kiddos, that's all for now, brown cow. I will see you on the flip side. And until then, go farm a yard, bio dynamically next on the farmyard podcast putting your yard farm to bed with host linda borgie this podcast is community supported we thank everyone for tuning in and a special thank you goes out to all our patreon supporters if you enjoy our content please subscribe and share you can help support us through farmyard all one word on patreon.com